you the final play. Take me through it. Well, I'm the best corner in the game. When you try me with a sorry receiver like Crabtree, that's the result you're going to get. Don't you ever talk about me. Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Master Plan. I'm your host, Michael Filipkowski, and today we have breaking news, not here on the channel, but we are in the, in the midst of breaking news right now in the golf world. Yesterday, yesterday morning, the PGA Tour announced on CNBC that they would be merging with the Live Golf Tour in unison with the DP uh, Golf Tour and other tours around the world this is a, a massive announcement that caught everybody including upper level pga tour players by surprise uh we have a lot to break down today this is it is arguably the biggest announcement in golf potentially ever um and it seems like the live golf situation uh will be coming to an end sometime in the near future uh, this is just absolutely massive we have so much to break down it, it is not just one there, there are many different moving parts and we have a lot to cover uh bear with me throughout the episode it's going to be a fun one it's going to be a good one uh i'm i wanted to wait a day folks i wanted to wait a day because i i needed to to wrap my brain and really give myself some time to think about it right I could have recorded this episode yesterday and said, well, and given you my immediate thoughts and what I was thinking. But I really wanted to give myself some time, a good night's sleep to really evaluate the situation and give myself a chance to view the situation uh, without as much emotion attached to it as I had yesterday. I think that's smart. I think that oftentimes people will have a visceral emotional reaction to something in the moment and so i wanted to avoid that because this channel is not about visceral emotional reactions this channel is about accuracy about truth and about sports and how we can meld all those together right i pride myself in this channel to be honest i pride myself to be uh, accountable for both myself and for the sports world i see myself as someone who is a journalist of sorts. I am not just here to uh, hold those around me in the sports world credible. Those either in who are athletes or who are um, who are running leagues or who are parts of leagues or who are uh, reporting on leagues. But I also hold myself accountable and my own takes. I think that that is very very important, and I think that's very you know it's essential to what is going to be done today in this episode as well. So let's break down what happened. I read the full PGA Tour announcement yesterday. I read the full thing. Uh, it came out 
I mean, yesterday morning, uh, uh, maybe at you know nine or ten a.m. It was early, uh, and it was announced that the PGA Tour, the DP World Tour, and the Public Investment Fund, which is known as Live, right? That is the same thing. Those are the same things. Will combine to unify the game of golf, and they will combine the PGA Tour, the DP World Tour and live golf i believe into one unified golf tour um and it seems that there's going to be it's unclear in the exact details but the three tours seem to be merging uh you know obviously a lot of this is being done in the moment we don't really have a ton of details as to what the specifics are going to be um but it seems like um all three tours are going to have um, you know, a place on the board, it's complicated. There's going to be a lot of moving pieces, but essentially the DP world tour, the PGA tour and the live tour are all going to combine. Now, for those of you who don't know, we all know who the PGA tour is. We all know who the live tour is. The DP world tour is another tour, mainly European. Um, it's, it's, it's not quite, it's, it's somewhere in between, I would say probably the PGA tour and the corn Ferry tour in terms of level, um, it's very good, and they've they've definitely struggled a little bit as well because um, they don't really have the same names that the PGA Tour has. Obviously, the preeminent tour, uh, you know, in golf history, uh, they don't really have the names that the PGA Tour has, and so they've struggled with Live um, and trying to you know beat ratings of Live because now those two tours, you know, are competing for that second place spot. The PGA Tour obviously is always going to make up that first place, but. Um, DP was definitely struggling. So it was a massive announcement. And I think what we have to tackle with first is the fact that the PGA Tour, right? Um, the PGA Tour handled this maybe the worst way they could have. Now, I'm going to start off by saying this. I think it is great for the game of golf that there's no more live tour. I think it's great to have golf united, have all the best players on one tour. That's how it should be. Right? You look at every other major professional sport, with the exception of soccer, um, it's the same way. Look at tennis. I think tennis is a great example because both golf and tennis are individual sports, right? Tennis has a single tour. The ATP World Tour also has the women's tour, the WTA, but men's and women's, just like golf does, right? And the ATP is where all the best players play. Then they have the Challengers and Futures, which are lower level tournaments where players who are looking to build their rankings play, similar to like lower level golf tours, like the Corn Ferry Tour. Um, so it's great to have all your best players playing on the same tour, playing on the same circuit, right? Every single major, you know, you're going to have the best players who are healthy playing in that tournament, right? There's no stipulations about that. Unfortunately, what Liv did is they came in and they ruined all that. Let's be honest here. I, and I've been I've been very critical of Live, and I will continue to be very critical of Live. I think the Live Golf Tour was largely bad for golf. Um, I think that the you know the only positive I think you could take from the Live Tour is that you know mo more golfers are making more money, which I think is a good thing. But I think that the Live Golf Tour in in its totality was bad for golf. It split up the game. It created a division amongst the sport. It created a, a less competitive tour. Let's be honest here. The Live Tour was less competitive. No one was watching Live. Not a single person I know. 
it definitely it drew me more into the PGA Tour. That's not to say that the Live Tour had less competitive players. It just wasn't their tournaments there weren't competitive, right? We wanted to watch Live guys play in the major championships. Sure, of course. We, I, you know, again, I've talked about it before. I wanted to watch Brooks Kepka play in the major championship. I wanted to watch Phil Nicholson, right? And so they weren't not competitive in those, but the actual tournaments they were playing were not as competitive. So, okay. That's, that's, that's that. That's settled. Um, the live tour is bad though. And, and it, it wasn't, I don't like the format. I don't like the three days. I don't like the no cuts. I think that there were a lot of problems uh, inherent to the live tour. And that's not to say the PGA tour is perfect, but I'm just talking about the live tour for now. We'll, we'll, we'll tackle the PGA tour in a second. But I think what's most crucial about the Live Tour was where the money was coming from. And this was a Saudi-backed league. And I just think it's, um, you know, listen, I, I, I want to be careful and precise with what I say. I'm not saying that, you know, anyone's perfect, right? Because the PGA Tour has sponsors who are Saudi-funded. I believe they have a tournament in Dubai. It's not as if... Um, or in Qatar, you know, there, there are plenty of leagues that, you know, have funds. I mean, you know, tennis has the Shanghai Masters, right? There are plenty of different tournaments that happen in countries that we may not have the best relationships with. That happen in countries that do very bad things. It's, it's widely known that Saudi Arabia is not the freest country. It's not the fairest country. Um, and I think that the difference is, at least in my opinion, and you feel feel free to disagree with me, is that Saudi Arabia was the main backer, right? They were the owners. It's different because, you know, if you have a sponsor that's fun, okay, but that's maybe not, you know, where everything is coming from. That's not where the 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 game is coming from. But the game for Live is literally being funded by Saudi Arabia. So I think that may be the difference. Um, and I think that's what, you know, cast... Uh, me and a lot of people off because it just it feels uh, it feels a little bit icky to be supporting a league that maybe doesn't have the same interests that the PGA Tour reportedly should and that's with you know quotation marks around it. Um, but live live was live okay and then you know it formed we live with it no pun intended. Um, but we all knew that Liv was not going to survive forever. I think that was clear. Their ratings were not good. Their their payouts were big. And, you know, to be fair, they have an endless cash reserve. But it doesn't really matter when you're not making money. And I don't think that the Liv Tour would have survived because at some point, the Saudis would have just said, okay, this just isn't working. We're going to stop. But I think that the PGA Tour... I don't know if they, I don't want to call it caving. You know, I think they were making a good decision for the game of golf. Um, but that's about it. I, I want to talk first about Jay Monahan, the chair, I believe he's the president or the, the commissioner of the PGA Tour. Um, and I have to say, one of my least favorite people on the face of the planet right now, Jay Monahan is a scumbag. And I do not say that lightly, by the way. I very often. Will I attack someone personally like that? But when you do what Jay Monahan did, 
being one of the most despicable, grotesque, uh, greedy people in professional sports. Um, you, you not get the benefit of, of you know, uh, 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 niceties, all right? I will not sit here and, and, and allow Jay Monahan even the decency to be um, to be appreciated or respected. What he did, I'm not even referring to joining with the Live Tour, but the way he acted was absolutely despicable. A year ago, 360 days ago, and I looked that up, by the way, 360 days ago, Jay Monahan went on TV and talked about 9-11. And talked about how the the victims of 9-11 sent letters to these live golf players imploring them to not leave the PGA Tour because of what it meant to them. And Jay Monahan went up on TV and had the audacity. And he had the audacity. I'm, I'm angry right now. He had the audacity to get up on TV and talk about that. And, and, and appear as the morally superior being and say that, listen, on the PGA Tour, we don't do this. We don't do this. We don't agree with this. He went up there and said that. And then yesterday he goes and he joins with that same tour that he eviscerated a year ago today. That is despicable. That is deplorable. And I will not stand idly by and let this man get away with this. That's not going to happen. You do not do that. That is crossing a line. I don't care who you are. You need to have this opinion. And I never said that before. He is an absolutely despicable human being for in, in, invoking 9-11 and then not even a year later having the audacity to do exactly what he said he wouldn't do. And I'm just not okay with that. And I will never be okay with that. That sort of attitude and that sort of character trait is something that is inherently wrong. And I hope Jay Monahan gets fired. I hope he loses his job. And I hope he never works in golf again. Because he is the worst thing that has ever happened to the game of golf. I will make that 100% clear. That, that, that action that he took was by far and away the, the worst thing to come out of yesterday. You do not invoke dead people who died in a terrorist attack and then go back on your word. That's a line that you've crossed, right? You've made a, a, a commitment, right? You've crossed the river. And you cannot go back. And he did. And I will not allow Jay Monahan to do that. I will not allow it. I will make sure he is accountable. At least by me. That is my job. The PGA Tour yesterday made another mistake. Why do you not tell your PGA Tour professionals? The men who have stuck up for your tour. Beforehand. Why not get their input? Rory McIlroy, Tiger Woods, and many other guys not only turned down hundreds of millions of dollars. Rory McIlroy turned on 
$500 million. Will Zouders turned, uh, turned down $150 million. Tiger Woods reportedly turned down between $700 million and $800 million. All right? Not small amounts. How do you not tell your PGA Tour professionals? How, why does Colin Morikawa, a guy who's won two major championships in the past like three years, right? He has won championships very – why does he find out on Twitter? Why? How do you not have the decency to tell the people who have stuck up for your league who turned down money saying, no, this is for the game of golf, and then you turn back around – and you slap them in the face. The PGA Tour is a unfaithful, gross league. And it needs to be fixed. Someone needs to get in there and clean house. This is unacceptable that you treat the people who not only play your game, but stuck up for your game in in. In, in the biggest way, Rory McIlroy was very public about his his dislike of Liv, and it turned a lot of people off from him. And he lost all, he he, had, he lost the opportunity to make a lot of money very easily. And you and you turn around and slap him in the face. The PGA Tour didn't lose yesterday. Rory McIlroy did, because all that stuff he says it doesn't matter now, because the PGA Tour went behind his back. Uh, it, it's been, it, I, I just, I, I just, I just, I don't know what to say. I, I think that, that is my thoughts on everything that happened yesterday. Um, I, I think it's going to be very important to see what the next steps are for the PGA Tour. What is the league going to look like? Um, I don't want team golf. I don't want team golf. It's not interesting. I don't really care. Golf is an individual game, and it should be played that way. I, I don't. I don't really care about whatever team winning whatever. It doesn't. It doesn't matter to me. I don't want, you know, 50 players, three rounds, no cuts. It doesn't interest me. I'm okay with limited no-cut events. That I'm okay with. I'm fine with that. Um, that I'm okay with. I don't I don't mind limited no-cut events, but I, I do hope that cut events still need to be out there. We still need to have events where players get cut. That's the game of golf. If you're not good enough, good enough on Thursday and Friday, you're not good enough for Saturday. That's the game of golf. Sorry to sorry to sorry to make you make your make your wallet hurt a little bit, but that's the game of golf. You need to be good enough to play on Thursday and Friday to play on Saturday, right? That's the way it works. Um, I I I don't know what's going to come out of this. We're so early in the process that it's hard for me to. Uh, really evaluate what this is going to look like for the game of golf. How much will it change? I don't know. It's hard to tell. We, we are in day one of this, quite literally day one going into day two. We, we, we know very little. All we know is that the PGA Tour, Live Tour, and DP World Tour are merging in some sort of way. 
What that is going to look like, I don't know. I had been very happy with the changes that the PGA Tour made over the past year. I mean, I think they made a lot of very good changes, right? I think that the changes to purse size and events, very good. Um, you know, I, I, I think that more money to players, especially because we know the PGA Tour had that money anyways, right? They didn't just find that money in like a, like a well. No, they had the money. They just were forced to pay it out. Um, I think that's a good thing. I think that they're, you know, the designated events, I think maybe the best thing to happen to the game of golf in the past year. The fact that, you know, on on any given weekend, right, when you have a designated event, you can have all your top players, Jordan Spieth, John Rahm, Scotty Scheffler, Rory McIlroy, Matt Fitzpatrick, uh, you know, the list goes on, Victor Hovland. I mean, there, there are so many names. Anyone you talk about, any big name, Adam Scott, Ricky Fowler, right? Xander Shoffley, Patrick Cantlay, Keegan, big names, big names in the game of golf. The fact that on any, you know, on on that given weekend, you can have, uh, you know, all of those guys playing, all those big names playing in that same tournament, I think is huge. It makes it makes the sport much more enjoyable to watch because now. Instead of having, you know, okay, three or four of your biggest names playing that same tournament, you know, you'll get a good final. You could get a good final stretch, and we'll get some good finishes, right? Because we used to just have to wait for the majors to, to see that, right? We used to just have to wait for the PGA or the U.S. Open or the Masters or the Open to see those. But now, you know, Wells Fargo, we can see a good finish. Uh, we saw a great finish at RBC Heritage between Matt Fitzpatrick and Jordan Spieth. We saw a great finish uh, last weekend at the Memorial Workday Tournament between Victor Hovland, Scotty Scheffler, and, uh, you know, second place, Andy McCarthy. We got a playoff. It was a competitive tournament. We saw a lot of good names. So I think that there's a lot to, a lot, a lot good that can happen and a lot good that has happened. But I think that there needs to be a conversation about what the PGA Tour or whatever this new tour, and I really hope it's the PGA Tour, looks like next season. Because I, I, I don't think that the live model is sustainable. I don't think it's enjoyable. I think that team golf is, it, it's not golf. I, I would prefer to see, in my ideal world, I would prefer to see one tour called the PGA Tour with all your best golfers. So all those guys, uh, Brooks, Bryson, Patrick Reed, Dustin Johnson, Phil Nicholson, all those guys, all your best guys, right? Come back to the PGA Tour, everyone plays. That's it. That's all I want. Um, I think that every PGA Tour player who is offered a sum by live should at least get a portion of that sum paid out to them, 100%. If you're going to invite these players back, and by the way, Every single one of those players, Dustin Johnson, all those live guys, needs to pay a fine if they want to come back on the PGA Tour, right? And there needs to be some sort of metric for saying, okay, how do we get these guys back on the tour? They don't have their tour cards. There are guys who took those tour cards, took those spots, and you cannot kick those guys out. I think if you kick, you know, the guys who are in FedEx Cup points 100 or 110 or whatever, guys who are currently holding that PGA Tour card, right, who got that tour card because those guys decided to leave. You can't kick those guys out. And not for not for the live guys who decided to leave. 
So there needs to be some sort of uh, mechanism for bringing these guys back onto tour. And I don't know what that is. I think there needs there needs to be something. And I don't know what it's going to look like. I'm assuming they have a solution. I, I'm interested to see what it is. I don't have a better one in my mind right now, though. I don't know what it's going to look like. But live tours need to be fined, right? They need to need to have to pay back a portion of what they got offered by live, number one. Number two, PGA Tour professionals need to be paid out with that money. Roy McIlroy was offered $500 million. You need to pay him. He, you need to say, Roy, here's a check for you know, $50 million, $100 million. Thanks for sticking with the PGA Tour. Because right now, he could say, oh, I could have just taken $500 million for one year and then been back on the PGA Tour. It'd be all good. Maybe paying a little fine of, you know, $50 million, $100 million. Whatever. I got $400 million left. No, you need to pay him uh, uh, at least some of it. I, I mean, ideally all of it, but that's probably not going to happen. I know this was an intense episode. I, I got very intense in the middle of it. I mean... When something like that happens, you know, you need to uh, you need to be honest about it. And there's just a lot of things going on. I, I will be, you know, keeping up to date with this throughout the entire time. It's, it's, it's definitely an evolving situation. And as we get more information, I will put it out on Twitter. And hopefully in a week or two, I will come out with a, another episode or in you know, four weeks or whatever. When we have enough information to cover this again. Um, and detail that for you guys. So thank you all for listening to another episode of the Master Plan. Have a great day. The game on the line. One shot. Who would you rather have taking it? Iggy or Curry? Of everyone on Golden State. Open shot. Fate of the universe on the line. Or the Martians have the death beam pointed at Earth. You better hit it. I want Iguadala.